This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Tonight, Boo! Harry and Meghan back in Britain and booed her first trip since Megxit. Game face is on. Then, never worn a bloom baby is on the way, but why Katie and Orlando just put their wedding on hold. And add a little salsa and a jalapeno, too. Tom Bergeron tacoing to us about his mass singer send-off. Who chose the taco costume? Why a taco? It's a little ridiculous, isn't it? Plus... I'm like, what? For what? Me? We're with Sofia Vergara and her new TV family, how she's putting Simon in his place at AGT. Maybe he has learned his lesson already. <laughs> and we're coming to you from coast... To coast with the Love is Blind couples. E.T. starts right now. That's right. It's an E.T. Love is Blind love fest. No lie. I'm yeah. low-key freaking out right now. We're obsessed with this show, so we want to welcome Damien and Giannina. You're here together. Thank you so much for having us. I love you guys, but I also love who's in New York with Rachel. Uh, Cameron, <laughs> Lauren, can y'all adopt me, please? Take me home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good one. Yeah. It is going to be a fun, fun day. Um, yes, all right. I want everybody to take it easy because we've got some business first to take care of. Harry and Meghan are back in London after their royal exit. This is a couple who look very happy. They look relaxed. They actually look as if a burden has been lifted from their shoulders. Tonight's event is actually a perfect setting for Meghan's return to royal life. I'm sure she will have been a little nervous, a little apprehensive in advance because it's a big deal suddenly being back on the public stage. 
Megan wore a nearly $1,300 turquoise Victoria Beckham dress, her hair pulled back in a slick ponytail. She and Harry were smiling and confident, even though one member of the public booed their appearance at today's Endeavor Fund Awards. Boo! It is believed 10-month-old Archie stayed behind in Canada at the $14 million mansion the family now calls home. Was that decision a subtle snub to the queen after she took away their ability to use the word royal? The royal family would have loved to have seen baby Archie, but they're also very aware and very conscious of the coronavirus outbreak, and I don't think anyone would have wanted to put Archie at risk. On Monday, Harry and Meghan will publicly reunite with William and Kate for the Fab Four's final official appearance together as senior royals at the annual Commonwealth Day service. The body language experts are going to be out in force. They're going to be interpreting every blink, every yawn, every eye roll. Today, William seemed carefree as he showed off his juggling skills in Ireland. Is there still a royal rift between the brothers? I think Harry and William have struggled, certainly, over the last year. They're both very stubborn, but they'll figure it out. They've always had each other's backs. They just need to have a little time to settle, regroup, and find their way back to each other. I think a lot of people are rooting for them to get back together, don't you think? Oh, for sure. Family is important. All right, now, Cameron and Lauren, now you guys told us that you can't wait to have kids of your own. So, how quickly are they coming? Oh, uh, well, you know, not tomorrow, no, but no. definitely maybe in the next year. I so. hope so, yeah. I mean, maybe a little Valentine's Surprise. Ooh, we totally love the sound of that. But Katie and Orlando, it seems like they beat you to it. Oh. <laughs> no, I've never won white, no. I think when the time is right, I will uh, probably make my biggest project, <laughs> my biggest collaboration. Yeah! It's going to be a lot more releasing than music. That's when I will focus a lot more of my time over to being a good mother. That's Katie talking about family with E.T. back in 2013. And now the 35-year-old says the time is right. It's probably the longest secret I've ever had to keep. Katie says the pregnancy is definitely planned and she and Orlando are thrilled. As for cravings, Katie munched on mangoes during her Instagram live stream. I like literally never cared for spice and now I have to carry Tabasco sauce in my purse. The Wedding March briefly plays at the top of the Never Worn White music video. And a source tells ET that Katie and Orlando are postponing their wedding in Japan to next year due to the coronavirus. The time before this, 10 years ago, I wore dove gray. So let's just say it's gonna be uh, my first time wearing white. Katie's off to Australia for a performance on Sunday. The same night, American Idol airs with Katie, Luke, and Lionel in Milwaukee. Tell me something, girl. That's where we found out that when Katie's ready for a big gender reveal, Luke's your guy. Baby gender reveals, let's just say they're, they're, they're getting a little out of control. You know you're pregnant. I saw the chart, the health of the baby. <laughs> I'm like, this is way too much no, information. Like, Wait. You are having a girl. All right, well, let's move on now to Demi Lovato, because Demi is opening up for the first time about the fateful events that led to her near-fatal drug overdose. My life, I just felt it was so, and I hate to use this word, but I felt like it was controlled by so many people around me. If I was in my hotel room at night, they would take the phone out of the hotel room so I couldn't call room service. Or 
If there was fruit in my room, they took it out because that's extra sugar. For many years, I didn't even have a birthday cake. Like, I had a watermelon cake um, where you cut your watermelon into the shape of a cake and then you'd put fat-free whipped cream on top and that was your cake. And so for years, I did that and it kind of became like this ongoing joke, but I just really wanted birthday cake. Demi was so miserable battling bulimia, she turned to alcohol, claiming on Ellen today that in 2018, her team had quit after attempts to keep her sober failed. I'm not sober. I felt completely abandoned, so I drank. And that night I went to a party and I, there was other stuff there. And it was only three months before I ended up in the hospital with an OD. And you know, ultimately, like I made the decisions that got me to where I am today. Sometimes I'll still struggle with past behaviors kind of and cravings creeping in, but you know, that's when I reach out to the people around me. Supporting Demi now, Bieber's manager, Scooter Braun. As long as you take the responsibility, you can move past it and learn to love yourself the way that you deserve to be loved. I mean, we just want Demi to be healthy and happy, correct? All right, let's do a little TV now because America's Got Talent's next chapter is here. And if you both were on that show, what would you want your talent to be? Hmm, I think mine would be guessing people's zodiac signs. <laughs> okay, well, Lauren Zima hung out with the AGT crew. Hey there, Lauren, what's happening? Thanks, guys. Yes, America's Got Talent kicking off season 15 with the return of Heidi Klum and the brand new edition of Sofia Vergara. So here's how she's fitting in with her new TV family. How'd you get the offer to join AGT and why was it the right choice for you after Modern Family? It came out as, you know, how everything comes out here, a phone call, and I'm like, what? For what? Me? Well, I, I met Sophia about three or four years ago. We got on so well, we both shook hands and said, let's agree to do something together in the future. So when her name came up, I called her and I said, I am praying this is going to work out. Do you think she might put you in your place or come at you a little bit? About oh, she already has. <laughs> like I said, no messing around. I was like, kudos to you, Sofia Vergara. She just went straight for it. You know, maybe he has learned his lesson already. <laughs> Looks like the new team is settling in just fine. Three months after Gabrielle Union's accusation that AGT is a toxic environment. Now, Simon wasn't allowed to talk about it because the investigation is ongoing, but he was able to dish all about his striking weight loss. Can I ask how much are you down here? I think about 30, 40 pounds. Season 15 starts this summer, and with coronavirus fears still growing, I gotta say, maybe germaphobe Howie had it right all along. You know what? I don't shake hands, and now I've taken it to another level. I don't inhale. I'm joined by a man who met me with a Howie Mandel. That's what he said. I'm going to give you a Howie Mandel. That's right. A man of many talents, Tom Bergeron, a.k.a. Thank you. The, taco the Taco on The Masked Singer. Why a taco? Well, I was the last person cast in Group B, and by that point, they only had two choices. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a taco costume. The other one was a jellyfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I picked the right one. Just change the way you feel about tacos. I've always been very fond of tacos. Uh, this, in, in, in out of respect for my trainer, was a vegan taco. Now that your secret has been revealed, let's have some fun and talk about some secrets about you. You are pretty ripped, by the way. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I mean, Tom Bergeron's ripped. That was like tore ripped. Oh, I like, don't know about, oh, oh, there look you at go. that. There you go. Yeah, there's the angry workout man. What's your go-to karaoke song? What's your song? Well, I will say this. I had written alternate lyrics for Candyman. I'll do some for uh, you right now. <clears throat> Come on. Who can make the sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, 
Add a little salsa and a jalapeno to the taco man. The taco man can. Yeah, yeah. Tom, or as you will be known forever, as the taco yeah. man, thank you for being here. Can I get back to my comfort zone, though? All you right. take over, E.T. Go ahead. It seems Celine Dion couldn't mask the way she feels about her serenade in the streets. I surrender. A surrendering serenade. Celine's priceless reaction to this singing fan. Plus, we're doing babies. It's babies. Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias talk touring together with seven kids. <laughs> and run. our exclusive behind the scenes of A Quiet Place Part 2. There's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Let me tell you something. It's a good day when you get a fist bump from Celine Dion. That's what happened when a super fan serenaded Celine in New York, but it's the expression on Celine's face that has Twitter losing its mind. Let me show you something that looks exciting or someone who looks excited. Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias are kicking off their first co-headlining tour in September. How did this come together? It just feels right, let's put it that way, I guess. At this point of our careers, I, I, we don't have to do anything we don't want to. We want to do this. This is the tour that fans have been waiting more than 20 years for. Baby, I like the work-life balance will be next level. Enrique has three kids with his longtime love, Anna Kornikova. Ricky and his husband, Juan Yosef, have four. We have a big, like, play area or what? I mean, we're dealing with babies. It's babies. Four months at the moment. And Four months, two years, and then one month. Are you a big like diaper changer, bottle? You know, you I actually up? am. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hands on. And I mean, I know you. You just, you're like, it's like obsessive. I wanted no help, not even my mother. And then I fell asleep feeding my child. That's dangerous. And yeah. that's when I said, okay, I need help. Do you have a favorite song of each other's? Like, do you have a favorite Ricky song? I do. Maria is one of those songs for me. <laughs> I remember listening to it and saying, I wish I would have wrote. I, I, I wish I would have written that song. What's your Enrique song? Ricky, did you just say word on Entertainment Tonight? Does it ever play at home? It does, not because I'm trying to sell my music to my kids, <laughs> but if a song comes up, and especially a song like Tonight, I'm fine with it. G, you good with that? I mean, if the mom and dad are spicy, the kids can be spicy too. And that's a spicy household. All right, I'm going to stay in interview mode because I have a lot of questions for you two coming up. Uh-oh. <laughs> you actually dated Damien leading up to the yes. engagement. Wait, so Lauren just wasn't into Cameron? Behind the scenes scoop straight from the Love is Blind couples themselves. I was dating the mom, girl. And get ready to juggle. Our how-to series continues with a lesson from Sarah Michelle Geller. I can actually tell you what the real trick is. Then, is your romance stuck in a rut? Tonight's Thursday is here to help you out. Should you stay or should you go? How to come to that decision, coming up next. She 
is now a single parent, newborn baby, house is destroyed, two other children to protect, and she's out there. In this movie, nothing keeps you safe. Anything can uh, be your demise. Here's your exclusive behind-the-scenes look at A Quiet Place Part 2. John Krasinski wrote and directs his wife, Emily Blunt, in the silent thriller sequel. The scope gets bigger. Visually, it's more ambitious. If the first film was almost like, how do you avoid getting cut? I feel like the essence of this film is, oh my God, how do we stop the bleeding? Uh, by the way, you know what's really scary? Oh. Even scarier in that movie, it's getting engaged to someone you have never seen before. The Love is Blind reunion is out now. Uh, you guys broke up at the altar, but how long were you broken up for? Um, so after the wedding, I felt like we weren't done. I reached out to him a couple hours afterwards. Oh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm direct, and he also said things, you know, I, I do want to still be with you. I still want to explore a relationship with you. Well, here's my question, Damien. Why didn't you tell her beforehand? Why did you wait until the wedding, or was that part of the deal? Engagements were all our own, completely unscripted. The whole show was, right? But once you got engaged, you had to make it to the altar. Okay. Right? Why didn't you give her some kind of signal or something ahead of time? Because I didn't know until the moment of. What has been the key to a successful marriage for the two of you now that you've been married for almost a year and yeah. a half? Doing the same things that really made our relationship work in the beginning, mm -hmm. and that's being vulnerable, mm -hmm. not being afraid to talk about things that are tough. Communication, yeah. Now, Lauren, you spoke at the reunion mm -hmm. that you actually dated Damien while you were in the pods. I did. Every day you'd have a date with him, leading up to the yeah. engagement. and Mark, I believe, yeah. And, okay, girl. Yeah, girl, I was dating them all. You girl. were part of <laughs> Living your best experience. life in the pods. I mean, Damien and I, we would just laugh all the time, make jokes, and really, like, we would use the time outside of that, laughing and joking, talking about the people that we were really into. I would talk to him about Kim, ask for advice. He would talk to me about G and oh, wow. same thing. So it became like a brother-sister friendship type of thing. Me and Lauren hit it off on day one. We were, we, we could be quirky with each other. She's like, Damien, I am a fine black woman. She goes, and I'm proud of it, and I want to be taken out and shown off. She goes, but I'm also a nerd. So this here is called The Newlyweds Are Blind Game. Are you Ooh. ready to play? Shalom. Who is her celebrity crush? <laughs> What is Damien's favorite movie? Oh! Wow. What is his biggest pet peeve that you do? <laughs> Put dishes and washer wrong the way she loves the day. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding! How many kids does G want? Uh oh. oh. Somebody's got some work to do. Right. Change that? <laughs> Three. Well, yeah, definitely one boy and one girl, and then one for fun. How many kids does she want? Two, boy and girl. Two, three on accident! <laughs> I love it. Okay, so clearly you two found love in the most unlikely of circumstances, but for some other folks, love just isn't enough. And that leads many people to ask, should you stay or should you go? It's the topic of tonight's Thursday with Matthew Hussey. Firstly, there is a mistake that so many people make, which I call the one-day wager in relationships. This is the bet that we make, that our partner is one day gonna change into all of the things we want and need them to be in order for us to be happy in the relationship. I really thought things were gonna be different this time. See, even when we're motivated to change, it's difficult to do that change. Yes, preach! Yes, preach! 
Now I know that many people stay because of something called the sunk cost bias. This is the idea that I've already invested all this time and energy into this situation. I should stay in it now. You can't just leave. But that doesn't mean it's wise to throw away more time on this relationship. You could be alive another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. That's a long time to spend in something that isn't making you happy simply because you've given it some years already. I can't keep doing this. So there is something proactive you can do. Give yourself three months of giving your absolute all. If at the end of that period of time, it still hasn't shown real improvement, then you can leave and you can sleep at night knowing you did everything you could. Okay, so out in the real world, did either of you get to this point? Oh yeah, I think we all have, right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah, you give it your all, but it's just not enough. But luckily, you guys have gone through it. You have stuck together. <laughs> right. And let's get to tonight's E.T. birthday, shall we? Sure. Which Will Smith co-star also made an appearance in one of his music videos? Is it Margot Robbie, Selma Hayek, or Ava Mendez? The answer when we come back. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Okay, so in our ET birthdays, which Will Smith co star also made an appearance in one of his music videos? That is the beautiful Ava Mendez who turns 46 today. Yeah. Ava pops up in Will's video for Miami from 1998. Yeah, so now let's head back to the Yotel New York because uh, Cameron, like Will Smith, we know you can rap. We saw it on the show. So why don't you drop a few bars about E.T.? You're watching E.T., you see two QTs in NYC. Oh! I feel like that's going to come back to haunt him someday. <laughs> Love is Blind reunion is out now on Netflix. Yep. Please get addicted. Just go ahead and get addicted. We're already there. Full yeah. on. And we're going to leave you tonight with Sarah Michelle Gellar's hidden talent. This thing can juggle. And she showed us for our how-to series alongside her husband, Freddie Prince Jr. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night. Bye. See y'all. Bye. Good night. See ya. I can actually tell you what the real trick is. It's scarves. Because then it, they um, come Girl, down so slowly. It's like a John Woo movie from the 90s. Pro, pro, pro. Thank God they're not eggs. Could you juggle like where each of you does one of the hands? No, you saw me just try to do Oh, you can't juggle. I, a little, but not like a clown. Not like we didn't Sarah. jump out of some tiny car and 12 people jump out behind <laughs> us. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> 
Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.